That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. And my soul's got a seat up in the kingdom. That's all right. 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 Souls by the seed up in the kingdom, that's alright. Oh, hey, you can listen to Herod rage, but my name's written on that page. Oh, my soul's got a seed up in the kingdom, that's alright. That's alright, that's alright, that's alright, it's alright. Souls got a seat up in the kingdom. That's all right. Oh, some of those old songs are so great off of Folkways. And um, ran across that song the other day. And of course, you just make words up as you go. <laughs> I want to talk to you the second part, a little bit of um, review, too, uh, about living in a world of full of Herods. And I use that as a a picture. You know, we live in a world that operates in a kind of binary. It's a zero-sum game, right, of divide and conquer. It's good, everybody's all good or everybody's all bad. And this is a very simple way to function in your life, but it's just not honest. Um, You know, um, the only thing that the the political powers of Jesus's day, the religious and political kind of union and mix that operated in Jesus's day, uh, the only thing they could agree on was they needed to get rid of Jesus. You know, you have to remember that Herod and Pilate didn't really like each other and didn't have much to do with each other. But the one thing they could come together on was that they had to get rid of Jesus. Jesus understood this, that this was the world that we live in, that we um, we don't have to be um, the most popular people in any culture. As a matter of fact, Jesus said in John 15, 18, he said, if the world hates you, you know that it has hated me before it hated you. This world system uh, is not... It hasn't changed. It's the same thing he was talking about then. You see, Herod-type leaders appear in every generation, in every group of people of one type or another. You see, not the actual Herod of the Bible, but the Herod-like leaders and those systems of leadership that are very top-down and very, very um, winner-takes-all. Power is the rule of power. Jesus taught you and I that we live in this world, this world that will hate us, is a world full of Herods, a world that we can easily be pulled into and we can be seduced into buying into the kind of, well, they must be right. They must be right because look at all the power they have. Look at all the popularity they have. You see, we live in a world of of, of political and religious leaders that operate day by day, with great followings that are opposite of his way. And that was true in Jesus' day, too. Herod was popular, Antipas. And um, so were the religious leaders of his day, the the great rabbis and, and sects of that day. 
and there were different religious sects, like we have denominations within Judaism. You and I are not to be pulled into that. We are not to be defined by that or follow that. We are not to admire them. We are not to imitate them or to swear our absolute allegiance to them. Yet the Herods that appear in every generation and every group of people demand that. Now, what, what can we know about the Herods? Well, we know that, as I said last week, there was Herod the Great, who was responsible for the killing of the innocent during um, when the Magi didn't tell him where baby Jesus was born. They were, he, had, he had sons, and his son, Herod Antipas, took over. And uh, he was a religious a Jew, really, in name only, kind of like a, a Christian in name only, the, the kind of God bless you kind of guy, civic religion guy, only as it helped him. He was very decadent, very immoral, very vengeful, very controlling, very violent, um, power hungry, fearful of anybody who might knock him out of his position or take him out of his spot. Sound familiar? It sounds like a lot of leaders these days. But how did Jesus deal with the divided culture and politics of his time? Because we need to learn how to deal with that too, if we're going to follow him. It says in Luke chapter 9, verse 7, that now Herod the Tetrarch heard of all that was happening. And he was greatly perplexed because it was said by some that John had risen from the dead and by some that Elijah had appeared and by others that one of the prophets of old had risen again. Herod said, I myself had John beheaded, but who is this man about whom I hear such things? And he kept trying to see him. He wanted to give Jesus an invitation and probably would have or maybe even tried to give an invitation to the palace, to the thrones of power. But how did Jesus deal with these kind of people? Well, the first thing that Jesus did is he avoided the Herods. It's interesting to note the contrast between the politically aligned religious leaders, like the Sadducees in particular, and a few Pharisees, who were part of a political party called the Heridian Party. Um, it's interesting to note that these political religious uh, groups, these guys who were politically religious people that were super active in the political realm of that day, how they handled things and how Jesus handled things. You see, even after Herod had John the Baptist beheaded, they kept giving religious and political support to Herod. They knew he was bad, but he was, he was their bad. He was a guy who uh, would keep them in power. And this is a very common thing that we see a lot now, that a lot of decisions are made based on ideology, political ideology or something else, rather than theology, the study of who God is and what he's like. Jesus avoided any connection to Herod. As a matter of fact, he, he warned and commanded his followers, including us, to do the same, to make the application. He said to his disciples at one point, and he was giving, them, giving orders to them, saying, Watch out! Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. The word leaven means influence like yeast, works into a whole dump of, low, of, of dough. It doesn't take very much. 
You have to watch out for those overbearing opinions, the Pharisees, the influence of these religious sects and their opinions results in legalism and being judgmental and and looking down on other people and alienating other people unnecessarily. But also watch out for the leaven of Herod, of the Herods, the political religious class, the, the political parties that were there. For it only takes a little bit of this, just like yeast, to corrupt the whole lump of God's people. Jesus makes it clear that that you are not to be impressed or try to be part of this kind of leader. You must discern to not be deceived. You must also work to not be a Herod kind of leader in your family, like, you know, a, 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 but a servant leader. The second thing that Jesus did, he not only avoided Herods, he, he confused Herods. He confused them. They did not, you're supposed to confuse them and, you know, Jesus made no sense to Herod. He didn't have an army. He didn't have any uh, desire to take over. He wasn't involved in the political process. He was just involved with the poor and feeding them and taking care of them and sharing the gospel. You, as a Jesus follower, you should make no sense to the leaders of this world. They should probably look at you and say, he's not much use to us. You are a peculiar people. You are strangers and aliens. You have a different allegiance. You have a different agenda. You perplex them. Jesus said, if you were of the world, in John fifteen nineteen, the world would love its own. You'd be massively popular. You'd be on all the talk shows. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world... Because of that, the world hates you. You don't fit in up on the platforms of the political parties. You don't fit anywhere, really. You are not of the world. The third thing that Jesus did, he said, you should not just, not only should you avoid them and confuse them, but you should discern the Herods. You know, Jesus was asked, he, he talked about Herod, and he made a statement about this religious political person. Luke thirteen thirty one. just at that that time some Pharisees approached to him, go away, leave here, for Herod wants to kill you, they said to him. And listen to Jesus' response. And he said to them, go and tell that fox, behold, I cast out demons and perform cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I reach my goal. Jesus was wanting to fulfill his mission. And Herod didn't really care about Jesus at all. He just wanted, he didn't want any threats and he wanted to kill him, or at least they said so. And listen to what Jesus called them. He recognized him for what he was. He was a fox. He was a trickster. He was a scammer. He was a grifter. He was somebody who was playing a power game. And Jesus called him a fox. We have to discern things for what they are. You know, one of the real evidences of maturity all through the New Testament is discernment. And when you have the ability to discern, you are no longer a child who will be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men and deceitful scheming. But the third thing that Jesus shows us is he reminds Herod and shows us that we have to remind the Herods. We have to remind Herods that we can't be scared, we can't be bought, we can't be bullied. 
Because your first allegiance is to God, your father. That's it. You have one king. His name is Jesus. You see, you, um, yeah, you know, we see this. He shows us because Jesus demonstrates this across the spectrum of the political realm of his day. He dealt with Herod, but he also dealt with another politician called Pilate. He was the Roman governor. And Pilate, when he was getting ready to crucify Jesus, he answered, he said, am I, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priest delivered you to me. What have you done? Now, I just want to say, you know who turned Jesus over to the to Pilate? Politicized preachers turned Jesus over to the pagan, powerful politician named Pilate. That's a lot of peas, isn't it? But I want you to see the terrible corrupting power of, uh, that happens, the, the influence, the leaven of political power that gets into religious leaders. They were willing to sell out one of their own to the Romans because he was not a part of their group. And why was that? Because what mattered to them once they got down that line, once you get pulled into the leaven of Herod, all that matters is that you maintain power. You overlook anything. And Jesus answered, Pilate, verse 36, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would be fighting, so I would not be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this realm. Boy, we ought to remember that. He doesn't want, he doesn't send us out um, to bring that in in that way. As recently politicians have talked about this kind of something alluding to this, Jesus uh, could have not had to go to the cross had, had he handled things differently. Well, I'm telling you, he didn't come to do it that way. Therefore, Pilate said to him, so you are a king. And Jesus said, you say correctly that I am a king. For this I have been born, and for this I have come into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. I pray that you will hear his voice. Jesus understood how politics and religion corrupt each other and betray his rule in the lives of those that are affected. You and I are headed into what could be a very divisive and intense political season. We've already seen how this has broken up families and churches and relationships. And you need to watch out for the corrupting influence of religious and cultural um, uh, messages. You have to watch out for the legalists that push, push you and push others into a judgmental and loveless kind of religion. And you have to also watch out for the influence of the political sides, both sides, to work themselves into your thinking, into your unity and love in our church or in your family or with your friends. Take note of the hate, the othering, the alienation that this has brought and return to Jesus' clear words. Remember what he said? Basic Christianity. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Don't let anything get in there. Watch out for that leaven. Blessed are the peacemakers, 
for they shall be called the sons of God. Do you want to be known as God's child? Watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and Herods. And get to work being a peacemaker, not a peace breaker. You see, you get peace with God by surrendering, because he's not going to surrender. And then you receive and share peace with God because you have the peace of God. See, when you have the peace of God, then you can share peace with God with all men. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, you came to give you a ministry of reconciliation, of bringing people to know Jesus and to be in right relationship with themselves and with their neighbor. Let me ask you, who have you been angry at? Hmm, old friend, family member, somebody that you strongly disagree with, you've been mad at them because they're so wrong about one thing or the other. You may make a war with them. Or maybe you've just exiled them to some other place. Let me tell you something. Beware. Watch out. For the leaven of the Pharisees and of Herod. I wonder if you might consider these next steps and respond to them. You might repent. You know, if God's going to do a work, we're going to have to be, <laughs> we're going to have to let him do the work. We really are. I repent of being opinionated and legalistic instead of loving as a witness. I repent of letting politics influence and distract me away from loving all people, from the gospel. And I commit to do the work of peace. Pray for me. I hope that you do that. And this Sunday, as I talk more about this, I pray that you will be able to show that love with others as you gather, if you decide to. And maybe you might want to share this with somebody you're mad at. Maybe they'll stop being mad at you too. And we can come back and let the world know who we really are. By this, all men know we are his disciples. That we love one another. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.